Yeah. 
I would never know the mind. I wouldn't know the sweetness of freedom if I didn't know my sin. And if there hadn't been forgiveness that covered all my shame, oh, oh I'd still be a debtor if he didn't take my place. If there hadn't been a grave, if there hadn't been a cross, my heart would still be buried and my soul would still be lost. If there hadn't been a Savior who died to make a way, oh, I'd still be a dead man if there hadn't been a grave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, He is risen, He is risen from the grave, hallelujah, no more darkness, no more shame, oh, if there hadn't been a grave, if there hadn't been a cross, my heart would still be buried, and my soul would still be lost. If there hadn't been a Savior who died to make a way, oh, I'd still be a dead man. If there hadn't been a grave, if there hadn't been a cross, my heart would still be buried and my soul would still be lost. If there hadn't been a Savior who rolled the stone away, Oh, I'd still be a dead man if he hadn't left the grave. Oh, I'd still be a dead man if he hadn't left the grave. Yeah, I'd still be a dead man if it hadn't been a grave. Amen. Thank you, John, and thank you, praise team and praise band, and thank you for, for being here this morning. Um, not only in serving, but in sitting in a few of the chairs to help me be able to look into the faces of people. I, I'm energized by being able to be in a room uh, with people when I bring the Scripture, and I, I still have not gotten used to uh, doing the live thing on camera. Uh, but anyway, I pray that God will uh, help us to, to get beyond our apprehensions and have His way with us in this, in this service. Easter is an amazing time uh, as we gather our thoughts and our lives around the reality that Jesus walked out of the grave. Um, you know, when you look at, new, at the New Testament and you look at early Christian history, you find that as a result of those people having had a first-hand, um, not only knowledge, but uh, a first-hand experience of Jesus resurrecting, because of that, they turned the world upside down. You could not silence the disciples and those early followers because no one could take away from them the fact that even though Jesus was crucified, on the third day He got up out of the grave and began to fellowship again with those who had been His followers, proclaiming the victory that is ours because of the cross and because of uh, the power that raised Him from death. The Bible says that because He lives, we too shall live. And so when we look to the resurrection, it absolutely changes everything. This is the 42nd year that I've been serving in ministry on an Easter Sunday. So 42 times I have brought an Easter message. I have never 
brought an Easter message to a church sanctuary that is just about empty. Um, and it, it's just a different experience. Usually when we come in on Easter Sunday, uh, the ushers and, and some guys are getting with me and saying, how many chairs you want to put out? You know, where do we want to put them? And, and we always end up using all of the chairs to accommodate everyone. And so it definitely is a, def, a, a very different feel. But I want you to know that, that as I come to this moment, my heart is, God, help me to bring a message that will help people to make a personal connection with the truth of the resurrection and with the resurrected Savior. Uh, because I don't want to just rehearse the facts, though we need to focus on the facts because that is the basis of our being able to have the victory that we have. But I, I want to do more than that. I, I, want, I want Easter Sunday to be personal for you. I want you to have an opportunity to, uh, to come alongside Jesus today in, in a very personal way as, as God would afford that opportunity for you. And it, it happens for us uh, at, at different moments in a service like this. Sometimes it's a song that brings us closest to Him, and other times it's a prayer that's offered or a moment of friendship uh, in which the presence of Christ is revealed, and sometimes it's through the message that God has laid upon the preacher's heart to bring. But God uses all of these moments to bring us to Himself, because remember this, uh, please remember this, what we're doing here today is not about religion, it's about relationship. It's about the fact that God wants to have a reconciled relationship with you through His Son, Jesus Christ. He offered Him that you and I might be able to walk together with God and experience the fullness of the life that He would bring to us. Well, as I was looking at all the Easter passages, I was drawn to John's version. And John puts a lot of emphasis on the character of Mary Magdalene. Now you'll remember Mary Magdalene was a woman whose life had been ravaged by sin. As a matter of fact, there's one place in the Gospels where it says that she had been... Uh, possessed by seven evil spirits and shows she was a woman who was in trouble. She was a woman who was, you talk about social distancing, as her life became more and more unraveled, people just kind of kept their distance from Mary Magdalene. And then Jesus comes on the scene and rather than being pushed away, He enters into her space, if you will, to bring love and redemption to her life, to deliver her from all of the things that had for so long ravaged her in her daily life. During the years of ministry after Jesus brought this redeeming touch to her life, we find scriptures that, that notate in the Gospels that Mary Magdalene could be found in the, in the group of people who had become His his disciples, that larger group. There were the twelve, but then there were those followers who were contained within the larger context of society. And she was one of those who was close in to where Jesus was, always looking for an opportunity to minister to Him as He ministered to others. Because you see, as a result of His touch, her life was forever changed. And she loved Him for that, and she wanted other people to be able to experience the love that she had come to know, the redeeming love she had come to know through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. John, as he begins writing in the 20th chapter, he says early on Sunday morning while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, that's John, 
And she said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put Him. And the Scripture says that Peter and John ran to the tomb, and Mary Magdalene followed behind them. And when they got there, they saw for themselves that the tomb was empty, and they were so overtaken with what was going on. The Bible says they did not remember in that moment what Jesus had told them about the resurrection. And so with their minds and their spirits reeling, they went back to the other ten disciples, or nine at that point, they went back to the other nine and they told them what they had experienced. And after Peter and John have gone back to the, to the rest of the gathering, it says that Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, Why are you crying, the angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they've put him. She turned to leave, and she saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. She said, sir, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him. And I will go and get him. And then Jesus said, Mary. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. And she went to approach him and he said, You cannot yet embrace me for I have not been glorified since my resurrection. But in that moment, I want you to notice That Jesus, when He spoke her name, He spoke her name like no one else in all of the world had ever spoken her name. If you know Jesus as your Savior today, you know what I'm talking about. Because He has spoken our names. Not as a a mass gathering of people. You can be by yourself having devotions in your favorite spot. Or you can be in a church service that is overcrowded on Easter Sunday. Or or you can be driving with friends along in your car and Jesus walks in 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 various moments in our lives and He speaks your name and you know it's Him. That's what happened for Mary that day. He called her by name. The tomb is empty. He's not missing. No one's carried Him away. He's alive. He walked out of that grave. People ask, well, how can you be so sure? Well, actually, as far as history is concerned, there's no historic event that is more attested to than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because He not only appeared to Magdalene and Mary, His mother, and Salome and the disciples and a host of others, but the Bible says in Corinthians that at one time He appeared to 500 who were gathered. Jesus personal appearances, and that attests to the fact that He lives again. But you know what? We didn't live in that time. And if someone asked me today, how how can you be so sure the facts are certain? Well, all, all I can tell you is that when Jesus walked out of that grave, there came a A day in history when He walked into my life. And when He walked into my life, everything changed in that moment and from that moment. It is amazing how God reaches into our lives, calls us by name, and helps us to know that it's really Him beside of us along the way in life. 
Man, th- this week I was having a, a worshipful moment. I was listening to a particular song and, and doing some preparation and Bible reading. And it was early in the morning. I was, I, I was up first. And as I sat there in my spot where I've been working, as we've been uh, quarantined, uh, the Spirit of God moved in my life. And just me sitting there, and sometimes that's when it happens best, and I just lifted both of my hands to the Lord and said, Lord, thank you so much for making your presence known in my life in this moment. Mary knew it was Him, because when He called her by name, no one had ever spoken her name just like that. And as I was thinking about her, I thought, Lord, what do we see in this storyline that can impact our lives? And I wrote down four things. For one, I pray that what happened for Mary Magdalene, it would happen for us. First, that we would have a desire to be near Jesus that would cause us to get up very early in the morning at times while it's still dark. Do you see see the devotion and the love that is represented in those words? She could not wait another moment. Why didn't she go on Saturday? It was the Sabbath. Jesus was laid in a borrowed tomb on Friday before Sabbath began. Sabbath begins at dark on Friday and lasts until dark on Saturday. And so there was no opportunity, and so she was longing for the moment. And as soon as as she woke up that, that Sunday morning, she made her way to the tomb. She wanted to do everything she could that his body might be prepared for burial. They laid him in a tomb, but they didn't have time to do all of the preparation. She was going to see to it that preparation was made that he would be taken care of. Why? Because she loved Him. And she had a desire to be near Him. She had a desire to do for Him because He had done so much for her. Isn't that true of our Christian service? We don't serve Him to get saved. We serve Him because we are saved. We do for Him because He's done so much for us and it's just our opportunity to return love. So I pray that in this moment when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we a burning desire to be in Him. And then secondly, I pray that like Mary, we would be honest about our pain, that we would be honest about our doubts, that we would realize honesty gives birth to a humility that opens the way for God to make a move in our lives. She thought it was the gardener, the Scripture says. Sir, if you know where they've taken Him, please tell me and I'll go. And bring him back. She's still thinking that he's a corpse. But she wants him to be in his rightful place to rest in peace. Honesty. No pretense. Hey, we're living in stressful times right now. The longer we're quarantined, the more stressful it becomes. Uh, The first week, wow, I needed to catch my breath. Second week, third week, now we're moving to the fourth week. Uh, The of it all is wearing off. To be able to sit in the presence of God and be honest with Him and say, Lord, I'm I'm tired, I'm weary, I'm I'm a little bit afraid, I'm I'm concerned. Lord, I'm concerned about my my family and my loved ones, my church family. Every day I pray for, for all of our church family. That God would protect us, that God would bring us through this time and that God would give us a testimony after we go through this. 
I pray for those who've been not feeling well in our church family, that God would restore them and strengthen them. Honesty. Honesty gives birth to a humility that opens a way for God to do something new in our lives. And Mary was, Mary Magdalene was honest and humble before the Lord. And then, that we would hear Jesus call us by name and understand that He knows us and always takes the initiative and that there's nothing that can keep Him from loving us. Nothing. You know, even after Mary Magdalene's life was redeemed, there were people who still snubbed her, spoke evil of her, were cautious about her, warned their neighbors and friends, be careful about her reputation. I pray that Easter Sunday would be a time for us when we understand that because He knows us by name and loves us in spite of, of all of the things that are a part of our past, that, that that is a freedom for us. That that is an opportunity for us. As a child of God, we can have the assurance today that He understands things about us that we don't even understand about ourselves. That is so important to get a hold of. Lord, help me not to perform, to please You, but help me to trust Your love for me. And then finally, I pray that as we look to the life of Mary Magdalene today, that we would turn to Jesus in recognition of who He is, that we would cry out to Him. For her, it was Rabboni, because He had been a great teacher in her life. He had shown her the way to escape a horrible past to live a bright new beginning. She had learned so much at the feet of Jesus. For her it was Rabboni. For you it might be Jesus, Lord, Savior. Oh, that we would learn to turn to Him. That we would give Him our hearts. Jesus says, whoever believes in Me will live even though He dies. Do you believe that today? I believe it with all my heart. He is alive and He is reaching into our lives and He's asking us to simply trust Him with our, with our hearts to open our souls to His life-giving presence. Do you know because He lives, as you put your faith in Him, one day you will walk out of that grave. You will walk out of that grave. And in that moment when you walk out of that grave, it will trump a lifetime of Easter messages that you've heard. Because words just cannot quite capture the glory of this truth. Jesus said, because I live, you too will live. And I tell you today, I thank the Lord for that day that He called me by name and He walked into my life. But I want to tell you, I'm thankful He walked into my life yesterday. I'm thankful He walked into my life again today. I'm thankful that tomorrow and whatever tomorrow holds, that He will walk in again and call me by name that I might understand that He never leaves us, He never forsakes us. Nobody loves us like Jesus loves us. And He is alive, connecting with us even in this very moment. One of the good things that has happened 
in these recent days is we have been given plenty of time to consider Him and to consider our lives. The busyness has been stripped from us and we've had a lot of moments where we have just thought a whole lot about the Lord, about life, about family, about community. When this virus has been blown away by the breath of God, I think our fellowship is going to be richer than it's been in a long time. Happy Easter. Father, I pray that You would reach into our lives today in such a way that each of us would have that moment, if we've not already have, had that moment, when You connect with us in such a way that we know You're calling us by name. You changed everything for Mary Magdalene. You loved her when others were afraid of her. You saw something in her worth redeeming when everyone else was pushing her away. You're amazing, Lord. It's amazing how you look into each of our lives today and you see us not on the basis of what we've done, but on the basis of whose we are. We're your children. You made us. You have redeemed us. And one day you will glorify us. And just as Jesus walked away from that grave, we too will walk away from the stranglehold of death. Lord, because you live, we can face tomorrow. Lord, because you live, fear really is gone. Thank you, Lord, for the truth that comes to us today that changes everything for all of us. You are risen. Hallelujah. We praise you. Amen.